0: The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand, featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now. Crime is on the rise across the U.S. territories. What is fueling the spike in unlawful activity is what can only be described as a condition of rage across each of these American island communities. Is there law and order, or are we seeing plenty of lawlessness and disorder? Crime. It is our focus on this episode of That's It, That's All.
1: You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean Gumatato.
0: From the sound of the drumbeat, you are listening to That's It, That's All. I'm Sean Gumatato. The podcast is brought to you by Get LLC. This consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm serves government and private sector organizations in Micronesia. Need help on developing a safety plan? Need guidance on that next energy efficient upgrade for your business facility? Ask GET LLC. They can be found on the World Wide Web at get guam.com. Check them out today. Welcome. To those listeners checking out the podcast in Cambridge, Massachusetts, excited to greet those new listeners in Houston, Texas, and Ann Arbor, Michigan. Thanks for listening. And can't forget the listeners right here at home, the home base of the podcast in Talafofo, Guam. Half a day to you all. The format of That's It, That's All is simple. First, you press play. Then, if the podcast take you from one end of the island of Guam to the other, by the time you get to the other side, it's all complete. Remember to download the podcast ahead of that next gym workout, your planned road trip here or abroad, or just before that day or night shift, and you need a podcast break. Let That's it. That's all. Be a part of the action. A huge thank you to our friends at RedCircle.com in pushing out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. That's it. That's all can also be heard on the iHeartRadio app and on Pandora. We cannot forget... To mention that the podcast is now a part of the KOM Podcast Network, Micronesia's leader in award-winning broadcast news and information, and the multimedia home of original programming originating from the island of Guam. Hit the like, subscribe, or follow buttons of That's It, That's All wherever you get your podcasts today. Crime is on the rise. It is not a figure of speech. It is a figure of that is steeped in fact. According to the Bureau of Justice Statistics of the U.S. Department of Justice, during fiscal year 2019, federal law enforcement made 206,630 arrests nationwide, a 6% increase from the year before and a 14% increase from the decade previous. The DOJ Bureau noted that Immigration offenses were the most serious arrest offense in 57% of federal arrests from October 2018 to September 2019. Of the 27,543 Drug Enforcement Administration arrests in that time, the most common drug types involved were methamphetamine, followed by heroin and opioids. In sharp contrast, In September of last year, the Federal Bureau of Investigation's Crime in the United States report noted that violent crime decreased nationwide for the third consecutive year in the heart of the global pandemic. It was still not a very great picture. The picture of crime in the U.S. territories tells a different story. Fact. The Center for Immigration Studies... A D.C. think tank reported on May 28, 2021, that St. Croix, one of the two major islands in the U.S. Virgin Islands, has at 92.1 per 100,000, a higher homicide rate than any nation in the world. The same article calculated that based on 18 homicides in the first 141 days of the year, projects out to 46.6 homicides for the year 2021. Five months later, a U.S. justice release reaffirmed the terrible numbers, noting that the USVI averages 40 homicides a year and has for several years now. Fact, the 2019 Uniform Crime Report put together by the Guam Police Department noted that there was 563 violent crimes reported and known to police in Guam, of which murder doubled in number to seven. This is the second highest number of homicides posted since 2015. Property crimes in the southernmost island in the archipelago were at the highest rate over the past five years. 4,046 property crimes were were committed in 2019 in Guam. Murders in the USVI and Guam are part of a disturbing trend. According to the Pew Research Center late last month, the year-over-year increase in the US murder rate in 2020 was the largest since at least 1905 or possibly ever. This according to data they compiled from death information collected by the US Center for Disease Control. Also, The Pew report stated that there were 7.8 homicides for every 100,000 people in the United States in 2020, up from six homicides per 100,000 people the year before. The rise in the nation's murder rate last year far exceeded the 20% increase measured in 2001, which was driven by the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001. More facts. The CNMI Department of Public Safety Citizen Centric Report noted that their Criminal Investigations Bureau spent their time in 2020 investigating 10 narcotics possession and three trafficking cases with 567 burglary thefts and property crimes among the top five offenses that had the small police department just north of Guam very busy. Another fact. Insidecrime.org is reporting Puerto Rico is seeing a surge in cocaine seizures. Puerto Rico is on track to tally a record drug haul in 2021. The online source noting around six tons of cocaine has been seized from January to late April along the island's Caribbean coast. This compares to 15.6 tons for 2019, already one of the highest totals on record, according to data from the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime. In its most recent National Drug Threat Assessment, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration mentioned that Puerto Rico is used as a transit point by Dominican Colombian and Venezuelan drug traffickers, as well as Mexico's Jalisco cartel, New Generation. As I looked at the numbers ahead of this podcast, I tried so very hard to not get sucked into the headlines or else I would still be researching and writing this episode. There was something interesting to all the bad news surrounding the crime front. Put aside any obstruction from a federal agency caught by members of the mainstream media. Put aside speculation on why data is not collected as regularly. Put aside the perspective of the victims of these crimes as our society is the collective victim, too. Deaths impacted lives in 2020, not from COVID but from violent crime all over the nation and right at the island's doorsteps. When I looked at the crime stats for the podcast, I knew that there was not much my college stats class would would prepare me for. Correlation really does not prove causation. If it was anything I walked away with, or should I say limped away with, from my days at Cal State Bakersfield was that very point. It would be tough for anyone to link the pandemic to wild crime numbers, I would be crazy not to mention the pundits, editorial boards, and lawmakers who have pivoted to trying to offer solutions to this rising crime from St. Thomas to Pongo Pongo to Garapan to San Juan to Dedido. Crime is moving like the waves that separate our great island communities. The waves are moving fast, and whether it will overtake us remains to be seen. A look at the headlines in the newspapers and television and radio news reports can't help but paint a bleak picture of life in the paradise islands of the Pacific and Caribbean. To many island, life is supposed to be exotic and unique. There lies the great mask that covers sadness and desperation across each of the U.S. territories. The Virgin Islands Consortium is reporting that a 27-year-old man shot in the LaGrange area of St. Croix on October 29, 2021, has died. The latest homicide carried the territory's total for 2021 to 40, 28 on St. Croix, 11 on St. Thomas, and one on St. John. On November 2nd, 2021, El Vocero de Puerto Rico reported that around 60 people were arrested over a two-day span, the culmination of an operation 100 times 35, which the police bureau in the territory began in September and in which around 900 individuals had been detained on weapons and drug charges. On October 28, 2021, the Guam Daily Post reported that the Guam Police Department, they made five arrests in separate incidents in the days leading into the report, a traffic stop of a motorcycle rider yielded 9.5 grams of suspected crystal methamphetamine. A 37-year-old man was arrested for family violence after allegedly wrapping his forearm around a woman's neck and threatening to, quote, rip her apart and hang her children, close quote. A 24-year-old man was arrested for burglary, criminal trespass, and criminal mischief at a home in Dedido while on pretrial release in two separate criminal cases. U.S. Marshals who were conducting a check at the Ford Apugin Overlook detained a 39-year-old man when they noticed drug paraphernalia allegedly sticking out of the man's backpack in the backseat of the vehicle he was sitting in. And another man on pre-trial release was allegedly caught on a Dereto resident's digital surveillance camera trying to take the camera off of the house. Now, these are just a, a couple of stories, three, if you will. Three stories that have seemed all the more normal living life in the islands. These three separate stories are not unique, but they have become what we are all getting used to living in the Paradise Islands of the American territories. It is pretty disturbing. There can be many ways to rationalize why these folks are doing such stupid things. Crimes of opportunity, drug addiction, rage. Three ways to look at these three stories. More and more people are getting miffed at what the U.S. territories have become. We are, with each passing day, looking like those inner city areas of America that has been dominating our social media news feeds. In some cases, the crime is glorified. Or in some cases, the crime is just tolerated. What has the U.S. territories and America turned into? One perspective. A Washington Post-ABC News poll From June 27th through the 30th in 2021, 59%, a majority of Americans believe crime is an extremely or very serious problem in the United States. The last time that such a sentiment existed in was back in October of the year 2016. So myself and like-minded Americans can say that crime is an extremely or very serious problem. So what is a reaction? Do we tell our kids to behave? Are we going to start with more evidence-based programs in our court systems, locally and nationwide? Do we implement capital punishment to deter some of the most heinous of behaviors? It baffles me that our island societies has to deal with these Western problems, culture, impacts most, if not all, that we do. Culture is a learned system of life experiences, of a group who have a common set of values, beliefs, norms, and traditions. It is that framework that we use in understanding the world around us, making sense of it, and participating in it. As you know, we all learn about culture both directly and indirectly. Learning indirectly about culture includes the lessons that we take in without any direct instruction. Here, is where culture is transmitted. And how is it done, you ask? Well, as we learn a culture's practices and values directly, we engage in enculturation, which is that process of identifying with a particular culture and its various customs, values, and patterns of interaction. It is the process of learning the culture you are born into. So where does crime sit in all of this? On the flip side, is acculturation, or the process of learning the rules and norms of a culture, different from your native culture? Those from outsider societies that come to the U.S. territories for the first time for whatever reason, they do this. They adjust to customs on St. John, and in Tinian, and Bayamon, and specifically in the villages and towns that they live in. They learn more about the values of those where they live and interact differently from where they may have come from. Now, all the good things and the bad things from the culture and living in these areas of the Pacific and Caribbean has impacted a worldview of living in these perceived troubled American communities.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs.
0: I bet you're wondering why this topic on crime. Well, several weeks ago, a young man I know made headlines locally when he escaped from the Guam Department of Corrections. He was COVID positive and in jail for a parole violation. He somehow got out of the prison and was captured six hours later behind a local hardware store by the Guam Police Department. The young man and his older brother were caught miles away from where he broke out. The older brother, too, has a long rap sheet. News reports since detail the six hours, which included alleged attempts by the two brothers to steal phone cards, cigarettes and drinks from a gas station uh, an assault a carjacking stealing license plates they brought they bought drugs and shot up meth now sad is i have known these young men since they were boys they like all kids on guam had plenty of chances to make good lives for themselves our schools are decent and though they're resource deprived they still produce upstanding and successful citizens. They were loved by someone. But choices force even more reasonable people to make foolish choices. Despite the chances to be on the straight and narrow, life called them to do some other things. In and out of prison. Those choices brought them chance after chance. Now, they are right back in prison. Time, loss of freedom, choices, well, not so great. When we think of crime in our island societies, we can think of the many ways that we can prevent them. More faith-based activities for young people, but even that for some Guam boys over the past decade plus who were sexually assaulted by priests. How about going to school? Well, can the school environment provide a safe haven for our young people? Since I can remember, headlines in the newspapers and newscasts all across the territories had chronicled abuse of students by teachers and administrators who took advantage of this power of educational trust and destroyed the lives of countless kids. How about the neighborhoods which our young people run and play? Safe? Well, yes and no. While families struggle, from Fagasa to Kagman to Dedido, The home and the villages are the first places that we learn about the true lessons in life. We learn to greet others. We are taught to understand our heritage. We learn about loss. The safety of home is generally considered sacred across the islands of the Caribbean and Pacific. But over the years, the safety has been lost for many different reasons, including economics, Substance abuse, a clash in moral values. In my past government lives, I got to see this whole crime thing up close and personal. Many have warned that the Pacific and Caribbean territories are very close to being havens for crime and drugs. Criminal syndicates are right there waiting for the opportunity if they haven't already been here to jump right into the islands. Things really have gotten worse. The two regions are targets of criminal organizations and drug pushers right now. We are seeing larger hauls of cocaine and crystal methamphetamine being trafficked through and seized in the Pacific and all across the region. It was once thought to be a thoroughfare for these drugs. The Pacific is now that destination. The spillover effect into the local island communities has been immensely damaging. We are seeing increased crime, increased instances of sex in exchange for drugs, and increased drug usage. The criminal landscape has developed much faster than the responses by the Pacific and our partners, including the emergence of regional indigenous criminal syndicates that are capitalizing on this emerging local market. Not a good one at all. Now, if they're listening to all those law enforcement uh, folks out there, take notice. COVID may be compromising your ability to get into these areas across the Pacific and Caribbean and take out the bad guys there. You all need to get past the fear caused by the unknown pandemic and get crime under control. The situation across the U.S. territories cannot be that bad for you frontline police and law enforcers. Crime was still being battled during the last great pandemic that was faced by the world over 100 years ago. Residents of our islands, in the Caribbean and in the Pacific, they need a commitment and a concerted response to reduce crime and bring about civility and order in our villages and homes. Failure to do so will have dire consequences in the months and the years to come. That's it. That's all. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon.
1: The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatato. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatato. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening. The KUAM Podcast Network
0: is back and on demand, featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now.